Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Last week we started an intriguing series of programmes dealing with negative attitudes, Colin. And we're going to continue this week and talk about something that, in a sense, we all do that we shouldn't do, and that is to do with worry. Yes, last week we dealt with a whole lot of related negative things, resentment, bitterness, anger, frustration, and so on. And this week we're going to focus on all the issues that surround worry. Now, Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear, and so on. Um, I think it was John Wesley who said that this is the one command that every Christian breaks, do not worry. Worry is a natural part of our flesh life. And of course, we are learning as Christians to walk in the spirit and to deny the flesh. If we want to understand how to do this, we must look at the context in which Jesus says, do not worry. Now, in the quotation that I just read from Matthew 6.25, let me read it again. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. The important word there is therefore. In other words, this command not to worry is linked to what Jesus had said just beforehand. So what has he said just beforehand? No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. It's amazing how many of our worries are focused around money. But the important thing is that Jesus is saying you cannot serve God and money. You can't live in the way that God desires and the world desires. So what's he saying? Well, he he is saying if you serve God, you have nothing to worry about because he will care for you and he will look after all your needs. And of course, a little later on in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, uh, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well, all the things that you would naturally be concerned about. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. So the first thing we have to understand is that if we're living to please God, to see his kingdom, that is, his sovereign rule and reign being expressed in our lives, if our trust is in him, then Jesus is saying, you do not have anything to worry about, even in the practical things of life, what to eat, what to wear, and so on. So we have to put this command not to worry in its right context. If we're serving God, if we're putting our trust and confidence in him, if we're yielding our lives to the Lord Jesus Christ and our desire is to walk in his way 
and to obey his commands, then we have absolutely nothing to worry about. He will care for us, he will provide for us, uh, he will be with us always. It's inconceivable, isn't it, when you think about it, for us to be living in Christ and Christ to be living in us by the power of his Spirit and for us to worry about. I mean, what is there to worry about if Christ is not simply with you, but actually in you, that is, God in you? So if we're seeking to please God and we're living in the faith that God lives in us, we obviously have nothing to worry about. Does this have everything to do with money? I, I'm just thinking of the economy in which we all live, which at the moment, Colin, as, as we're recording these programmes, is showing signs of creaking and the banks are under a lot of strain. Now, how does a Christian behave in this sort of a climate? Well, there are other kinds of worry besides financial cares, and we'll be looking at those later in the week. But we can start with this business of money because of the context in which Jesus is, is speaking. You cannot serve both God and money. And when you think about it, uh, worrying about what to eat or what to drink or what to wear is often, uh, not always, but often linked to financial cares, uh, a lack, if you like, of, of financial provision. Where's the next meal coming from? Where have I got sufficient clothing to withstand the elements? Now, of course, that's not what we would mean by poverty in Western Europe. But you only have to look at your newsreels to see what real poverty is like uh, and, and where really people are hardly able to survive. Uh, even within contexts like that, it's amazing how those who trust in God know his provision and find often miracles happening in order that they will be cared for. But I want to talk far more generally than just in those, how God provides in those specific areas. We do live in a very unstable financial climate at this present time. Perhaps that's um, helpful for what I'm talking about today because when there is financial instability, people begin to worry. Now, you can say that they've got some good causes. Perhaps their mortgage is going up. Uh, perhaps they're in debt. Perhaps some are even fearful of their houses being repossessed because they've overstretched themselves. There can be all kinds of genuine worries. Now, when you're in that kind of climate, it seems unrealistic, uh, almost unloving, simply to say to people, don't worry. But Jesus was well aware of the real pressures of worry because he was living as a man surrounded by all the normal um, circumstances of life. And although the kind of economy that existed in Bible times is very different from today, yet the problems of need and of lack of supply and provision and so on were obviously the same then as today. And of course, God is always the same. He is always trustworthy. He is always the one on whom we can depend. Now, you can look at the circumstances in which 
people have got themselves, or even institutions and companies, and in the present climate, banks and financial institutions, you can see the lack of wisdom that has led them uh, into the present crisis. And we find that a lot of people who come to the Lord today have accumulated financial debt, sometimes uh, of a considerable kind, because they've simply been caught up in the debt culture that exists in our society. So one of the important ministries we have in Kingdom Faith Church, and which we have extended to include many other churches in our area, is a debt advisory program. So we have Christians who are former bank managers and who have financial expertise, who are regarded as a ministry to counsel um, believers, especially new believers, as to how to handle their debt and get out of debt. You do need financial wisdom in that kind of situation. And the problem is that many people have got into debt by a lack of wisdom, and because they don't have any financial expertise, they do not have the know-how as to how to get out of um, that debt. Now, what has all this got to do with not worrying? Well, you see, another thing that we're told in the Scripture is to bear one another's burdens. And you see, I think to have those with financial expertise helping those who have got into debt, even though that may be through foolishness and through mismanagement of their own financial affairs, that is part of what it really means to love one another, to be a, a, a covenanted people who are committed to serving God by serving one another. I think this is an invaluable ministry because, you see, what it does is to help to take the worry out. I mean, that's the first thing uh, a debt advisor has to do. Instead of saying, well, look, worrying about the situation is not going to solve it. Let's see what practical steps you need to take to get out of the situation. And that will involve a certain amount of repentance for having got in the situation. But you see, as soon as God forgives the sin and the lack of wisdom that has caused the problem, then he is on hand to help you get out of the problem. Then it's going to require some discipline in financial expenditure and affairs and so on. But what we find again and again and again, as people take those steps, in often totally unexpected ways, people would even say miraculous ways, God supplies for people. In other words, when we face a situation realistically and practically, God adds his supernatural grace and love and power to the whole situation. And instead of just a, a, a situation of worry and fear and a possible calamity, we see the situation redeemed. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 